0: You're tuning into the podcast series, We Talk Cyber with Monica, your platform for engaging discussions and expert opinions on all things cyber. For more information, check out monica.talkcyber.com, and let's hop right into today's episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're tuning in from today. Welcome to today's episode of We Talk Cyber with Monica. I'm your host, Monica Verma, and today we'll be joined by yet another spectacular guest, We'll be talking with him about an EU framework called Tiber, what that really means, and how it can help businesses be better prepared and postured to defend themselves against cyber threats and cyber attacks. So we'll be talking with the Strategic Security Advisor, Chris Koenig from WatchCom. Hi, Chris. Uh,
1: Thank you for having me on your podcast.
0: Lovely to have you, Chris. So as I mentioned today to our guests that we were talking a bit about how to help organizations help and be prepared actually be ready for cyber attacks and defending and with regards to that we have a framework that is adopted already in eu and also being adopted in norway what is the framework called and just explain a bit about it
1: the framework is called tiber eu and it's kind of uh, a work that's been done within eu to secure financial stability within Mm -hmm. the um what we have seen over the years is that uh, the APTs and the advanced attackers, they are aiming themselves at the financial industry. Uh, mm-hmm. It's quite simple because that's where the money is. Uh, nobody does kind of the physical bank robberies uh, anymore. They do mm-hmm. digital bank robberies. So uh, I think it's, it started out in 2013 uh, with something called uh, TLPT, threat-led pen testing. That was, uh, pen testing has been done for many years, especially in regards to the financial sector. They wanted to add another dimension to traditional pen testing or security testing. And that is the, the threat intelligence part. Um, the TBER stands for, uh, as we said, the threat intelligence-based ethical red teaming might need to explain the difference between a red team and a traditional uh, pen test. A traditional pen test focuses mainly or, or solely on kind of the technical vulnerabilities, while a red team t- test or a red team exercise, as I would like to call it, uh, is more simulating a cyber attack on the entity. So, uh, but when doing so, you are doing that on live systems, testing on live financial uh, system. Uh, um, well, that was they saw a challenge in getting accept acceptance of the financial sector. So uh, they have developed this framework. Um, the TIBA framework consists of, of course, the standard, but also supporting documents. And mm-hmm. and what's good about uh, the standard is the procurement guide because. Uh, the procurement guide is a supporting document helping the financial institutions to evaluate the partner or the supplier who is going to conduct (laughs) kind of uh, advanced cyber attacks on their live financial systems. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we also think is is it it kind of sets out the standard uh, and the goal of... uh, The goal of doing a TIBER exercise is, of course, uncover weaknesses, but uh, the main goal is improvement and knowledge sharing, both from the uh, financial institution, but also for the partners as well.
0: Right. So what you're suggesting is that when you have um, the financial sector and the organizations in the finance sector are able to evaluate their partners that will be right teaming for them, so that... And doing it live on their systems, right? To maybe able to understand how better they're postured to defend themselves in case of a real cyber attack that happens. It's a real-life, real-time simulation of a cyber attack.
1: Yeah.
0: Where does the threat intelligence come into the picture here?
1: The threat intelligence, that's kind of the first phase. Mm -hmm. And to doing a thorough uh, threat intelligence uh, before... Uh, doing kind of the technical security testing is to kind of mimic uh, and make the exercise as real as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, uh, In the other uh, countries that TIBER has, kind of uh, is operational, uh, it's the the national bank or or the main bank who has that part. Uh, They also have a part in the TIBER test. They are then called the cyber team. And they will provide the TI provider with a threat intelligence report based on their findings and their partners. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, we didn't talk about that. You can divide uh, the threat intel part at one partner and the red teaming at another partner. And then uh, the partner takes that threat intel, uses their knowledge, their tools, doing OSINT, FININT, other Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. types of, of uh, investigation and um, that the, the threat intel report is the foundation for uh, the red teaming uh, partner uh, and is the foundation of development of the attack scenarios
0: so just to put it all together how i understand it and how for uh, for the audience to understand as well the national bank is responsible for providing a report on the different threat intelligent actors and providers out there which can then use as the foundation for the organizations and businesses to choose whichever they fit deem for the organization. And then the red teaming, the red team could be another service provider. They don't have to be, but they could be same. They could be same. But they don't have to be, right? Because we start with the threat intelligence, which will then feed into the uh, defining the attack scenarios for the red team to basically simulate in real time for the organizations to be able to... Find out how good they're postured in defending this kind of cyber attacks. Are we talking really just um, technical cyber attacks, or could these cyber attacks, the real simulation of these cyber attacks, could also involve some kind of social engineering, or what What could be the part of it?
1: Yes, uh, social engineering and also physical access. We did a, a pre TIBA test in, in, in Denmark. Uh, we found from the Threat Intel report that one of the APTs, they like to kind of put together uh, their right. own hacking devices and they, uh, specialized and trained in entering buildings and, and mm-hmm. their goal was to place these devices on the inside.
0: Right, right.
1: Of, of the network. And, and, uh, yeah, what we did, we, we bought some stuff on eBay, uh, right. together, uh with, a. With, with a modem and a, and a sim card uh, because this happened in Denmark. We went to Denmark and we entered the building and, and placed our device. Uh, I'm hoping pre-COVID,
0: right? This was pre-COVID? You didn't go during the COVID this, period?
1: This was pre-COVID.
0: Pre-COVID, right.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that made that device phone home to, to, to our infrastructure where, which were set up for, for the red teaming. And, and by that, we... Um, yeah we got access to a lot of stuff Uh, fantastic right so so the Tiber and the red teaming uh, uh, a Tiber test consists on the cyber team the management in the bank the blue team which is the bank's defense line the red team which is kind of the attackers part that I find the coolest and at the end, you also have what you call a purple team. But we will get back to that in regards to the output of the TIBA test.
0: If I, if I could put this all together, um, one thing that I hear and understand from it, that this can actually be costly. I mean, you have to cl- collaborate with the external service provider for red intelligence. You have to collaborate with the external service provider for red teaming, whether same or different how? What are the challenges that it can bring for an organization, especially if they're SMBs?
1: Uh, the challenges. The larger financial institutions, they 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 are used to doing red teaming. They they probably mm-hmm. have their own red teams. But what I see is for the smaller financial institutions and and private banks, which already have limited budgets, red teaming is actually. Uh, being performed like a real threat actor. So you might have some overtime. You might Mm -hmm. need to call in uh, extra people people, uh, into your SOC. Well, somebody might be taking off their vacation. I think it's it's going to be very interesting, especially for Norway, which is kind of a small country. uh, We have some national institutions, but also a lot of, of smaller banks. And I think that uh, the National Bank of Norway uh, and the financial authorities, they need to adapt the uh, demands in the Tiber framework. So we will have a Tiber NO, which should be adapted to Norway. Tiber SE in Denmark, Tiber DK. So, Right. And because it could be uh, quite a bit of burden if, if, if you don't have your internal resources, if you don't have threat hunters, if you have uh, those things in place. So, and if you look at um, when conducting a TIBER test, it's actually just the white team which should know about the TIBER test. Right. Also set, this is the management
0: this is the management and not very few people, handful of people who know about this. So everybody else is basically in the dark because it's a real yeah. simulation of a real cyber attack, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, so the blue team, uh, the defense line, they don't know anything about this. And it mm-hmm. also lines in the standard that each Tibet test should have a cover name like Project Hollywood or Project Bollywood or, or something. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so, so it actually says that in the standard. So, so, so nobody in the organization is supposed to have this happen. But of course, it's kind of coordinated. Right. Um, the secrecy is really good. But another challenge is uh, for the red team provider and also the white team is to handle questions in regards to GDPR potentially you will have access to a lot of personal information mm-hmm. and also doing the 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 OSINT where should you draw the line befriend somebody from support by Facebook or so, so uh, from Denmark again we we talked uh, uh, towards that was a pre-Tiber test so it was a bit more open so we had some exploring to do, but mm-hmm. uh, to agree that, that in the osent uh, analysis and the things done there, uh, we drew the line at uh, children. For, for that case, some legal issues here. And, and also another thing is, um, if you think of uh, a Tiber test like a big project, what if we come across uh, criminal activities or, or other activities? How right. should we work on that? And probably if we report on that, we will have kind of a timeout in the Tiber because they have to handle that.
0: Right. But then how does this Tiber framework basically take into account these challenges? I mean, if you do um, um, uncover some kind of criminal activity that's going on, I would assume that should take precedence over testing businesses' defense because that is a very serious legal issue that could then the organization would probably need to take immediate actions against. So yeah. how, how does the framework help there?
1: Well, uh, um, maybe I overlooked something, but we didn't kind of find that address direct in the framework. No. So okay. based on our experience, uh, we brought that to the table. So uh, when doing the planning with a white team, uh, you really need an experienced partner to go through mm-hmm. these opinions. Uh to kind of uh, agree on when should we have a timeout, uh, mm-hmm. how fast, who has the authority to kind of stop the project, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and mm-hmm. also in regards to talking to legal and, and HR, I feel that it, it's, it's, it's good to kind of involve them.
0: Where do you draw the line on what or who is the part of the white team? Because it can't, as you we talk about these different issues, right? So it can't be just management. It has to be somebody also from communication, maybe somebody from legal.
1: Yeah, there, there should be somebody who, who, like in management, HR hmm. should also be a part of it. That, that's a minimum. So maybe HR right. and, and GDPR are very important.
0: So what I understand from this is that This can provide benefits to the organization obviously and be able to uh, better prepare themselves and improve their security posture for real cyber attacks but also the planning right how do you plan how do you budget whom do you involve what partners do you choose and then also having uh, specific clear instructions on if things don't go right who gets immediately involved
1: very critical Uh, and the standards also uh, outlines points in regards to after the procurement phase you kind of move into the planning phase and it Mm -hmm. kind of sets out uh, quite a few good steps and uh, that brings us to to something which is mentioned in the standard and that's the leg gaps. When Conducting the the red teaming, we work uh, inside kind of working frames and uh, and budgets. A potential hacker, he has Mm -hmm. as much time as he or she wants. So, uh, and the goal, as I said, is to improve and uh, learn from the exercise. Right. in the planning phase, you actually uh, agree with the white team on legups. Okay, we have used so many hours on this attack vector moving so forth. We can document that you are uh, really good prepared to this. Okay, we need a leg up that will say that they will help us uh, right. so we can go into that step of the attack scenario. And I, I think that, that that is very important. The goal here is not to kind of, Show that financial institutions are secure or insecure. Exercise, as we talked about, the whole exercise. And by going through all the threat scenarios or capturing all the flags that you set out in the planning phase, the standard also uh, emphasizes the the importance of uh, the wrapper port, of course, is, is produced, but they also emphasize the knowledge sharing, both from the red team the TI team, white team, and the blue team especially. Sometimes uh, the cyber team from the National Bank is also encouraged to participate in what they talk about as a 360-degree feedback session.
0: Right. So what what could a um, a typical wrap-up session look like? What are the key things that would be discussed typically in such a wrap-up session?
1: That's, of course, presentation of the findings, a walkthrough of the scenarios, uh, mm-hmm. of the at the end of the test, every teams are have knowledge of the test, but they might lack some, some bits in regards to what's being done. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, uh, the TI uh, provider presents their part. Uh, if they have uh, big deviations from the national TI report, they go through their part. They will talk, okay, what's good uh, if there was something that was missed for some reason move into to the red teaming and and uh what we have good experiences is, is, is kind of doing a, a yeah have the feedback session presenting the findings and explaining hmm. how did we achieve our goals uh service providers or third parties uh involved if you have an external SOC, etc etc it's also <laughs> important that they participate because the goal here is knowledge sharing and the results the results can be reported to a database, knowledge database within the EU, and that is a good thing. So when we have conducted TIBA tests over some right. years, knowledge base for further TIBA tests, where you can mm-hmm. go and read on um, experience.
0: I have two yeah. questions for you based on that because um, one thing is, as you say, if you look at a typical red teaming, when you get these findings right out of red teaming, then basically what happens is. As a result of a report basically consists of the findings and also what impact and risk does it have on the business and the business needs to evaluate whether this is a risk they can take or mitigate or avoid or whatever. If you look on the other hand, the audits that happen and the purpose of the audits is that auditors come in, they check where your controls are and they tell you, okay, these things are missing, you need to fix them. Then it's not any more question of like you can evaluate yourself. But then now talking about Tiber when you have the results here, it's not, I would assume, it's not that something you must fix because it's more about understanding where your posture lies and how do you improve. So what is the basis for the business to decide what improvement should they put in place? Okay,
1: that differs uh, some bit in, in between the countries that has implemented the, 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 the TIBER framework uh, because uh, you are to... Report and and the national bank can decide. I think uh, how much involved they will be. Uh, the financial sector is mature or one of the most mature sectors mm. within uh, cybersecurity. But the combination here between kind of the technical potential technical weaknesses, but also the old, the phishing mails. So it's kind of uh, more complex findings.
0: Yeah. So um, what I think also I heard from you, Chris, was that that Norway needs to somehow kind of modify or or adjust the Tiber EU framework for Norway as a country because of the finance sector, even though there are large banks there are also very small SMB mm. companies and banks in the finance sector. So is it something that um, the Norwegian National Bank has already come out with or are they looking into these improvements? Because taking this cyber framework from EU directly to Norway might not work, especially with the cost perspective.
1: I t- totally agree in, in regards to, to the things that you said. Uh, because of COVID, the work were kind of postponed. So I think it was in May or something that they announced that they uh, will implement it, that they have meant to implement. But now, as I understood the text that I found uh, on the internet, that they are implementing it. Uh, they uh, they have done a pre study. Uh, mm-hmm. They um, went into the market and sent kind of a questionnaire, or something, and out to some financial institutions and asked for right. their statement in regards to that. And I hope that they will use that information when they are developing TIBER NO, because TIBER NO will be an adjusted standard from the TIBER EU.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Chris. It was really wonderful to have you on the podcast uh, episode today. So that was today's episode of We Talk Cyber. I'm your host, Monica. I'll be coming back with more episodes. Please tune in. Thanks for tuning in to We Talk Cyber with Monica. Do not forget to subscribe to We Talk Cyber in your favorite podcast app and YouTube channel, Monica Talk Cyber. Take care and continue tuning in.